Big news, I've started a new podcast. Every Monday, I'll be releasing Mondays with Fig, which is basically a brain dump of my Football Index thoughts every single Monday, 15, 20, 25 minutes every Monday for Patreon subscribers. So if you head over to patreon.com forward slash FI guide, it's available to everyone subscribed to the £5 tier and above. And everyone has given me some great feedback so far. So do go check it out if you are interested. Here's the legal stuff from Football Index. FI is a gambling product available to customers in certain territories aged 18 or over. The content of this podcast has not been approved by Football Index, but they do listen to the show to keep me on my toes. Please remember to only gamble what you can afford to lose. BeGambleAware.org. And when the fun stops, stop. Hello and welcome back to the Football Index Podcast, episode 171. On the latest Fitcast Extra alongside Panda, we recorded and released an episode just before the recent announcement. As you do, I mean, sod's law, we're not always going to be on time to an announcement. So there we are. And in the previous Fitcast, I was joined by Sam Friedman, great thinker, talker, speaker, whatever you want to call him. Uh, really, really great thoughts on FI, again, before the announcement. Today, I'm joined by FI Futures, who was last on episode 64, which is over 100 and, oh, 105 episodes, 167 episodes ago, which is an amazingly long time now, isn't it, Futures? How are you doing? I'm not too bad, thank you. Yeah, it was back in uh, January 2019. 6th of Jan wow. 2019 it was. Seems uh, seems like yesterday, but it seems It really major. does seem like ages away. And I mean, last time you came on the podcast, you talked about how you like, you have a very big love for all these challenger brands in whichever industry they're in. And that's what kind of made you fall in love with FI. Absolutely, yeah. A disruptor, I call it. Um, you know, you look at things like, um, you know, Uber or, um, well, you know, Betfair, things like that, Football Index, you know, these these products that disrupt a long-standing uh, uh, industry. I'm not, not disrupt it, but sort of challenge it and make them think about the ways they do their business different. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you referenced like Monzo last time, which which was, uh, it was really great chat. Go, go, go listen to it, guys. Episode 65 or whatever, 64, 65, uh, January 2019. Go listen to that. But why don't you give people a reminder if they haven't been on that long, haven't been listening to the show for that long, uh, a bit more about yourself and your background and your football index journey so far. Sure. Um, well, I used to, I mean, I traded on Betfair um, for a fair bit, um, going back to um, those who remember it right back in the early days when it was Flutter, a uh, very, very different prospect to what Betfair is now, and um, traded on that a little bit. And um, But I was interested in um, trading um, stocks and shares and also um, crypto as well. Um, not necessarily very successful at it, but found it quite interesting. And then I saw the advert for Football Index, and I thought to myself, you know what, here you've got two things I absolutely love. I've got a love of football and a love of trading. Um, so the two uh, seem to uh, seem to um, go together. So I um, downloaded the app like everyone does and followed a very similar pattern to everyone else, you know, put a few quid in there and uh, made a few mistakes and uh, learned from it and um, got sort of sucked in to how um, engaging and entertaining the platform was. Um, gradually over a period of time, took advantage of deposit bonuses and things like that and gradually started to find my feet and learn um 
actually, so while we're talking about learning, I, 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 um, I, I laughed, I laughed last week on, um, Panda's new hashtag, um, uh, <laughs> about, was it, is it, don't, was it don't pump birds, pump players or something along those lines, wasn't it? What exactly was it? I can't, I can't exactly remember. Pump birds. Oh, it's the other way around. Yeah. And, um, I don't know whether you remember on the podcast I was on last time, I said about, um, you either earn or you learn. And I find that's very true of football index. Um, you either, you know, buy your player and you earn well out of it or you learn from it. So, um, you know, the only mistakes are the ones you don't learn from. And, um, you know, I did learn from mistakes and some, some went very well and, and some not so well, but it, it's incredibly engaging. Uh, it's not just a betting platform for me. It's not just about making a few quid. It's a fantastic way of changing the way you watch football. Uh, makes it more engaging, makes it more fun. Uh, I remember coming out of the pandemic when uh, the uh, the um, uh, German league came back and I was instantly engaged, whereas before I probably wouldn't. I'd have probably sat and thought, well, hopefully the premiership would be back soon and um, I can watch that. But as soon as the... The German league was back. It was um, football's back, and um, it was great. And uh, as I say, it's it's um, it really does, in my view, enhance how you watch football and how you enjoy mm. football. Yeah, I think a lot of people have been tweeting about that. Actually, like they don't remember what it feels like to watch football without FI in, hand in hand, which is a really powerful thing that they've built. Well, it is. Do you know what? Phil? When when you know we went through the pain the last couple of months of the um, you know portfolios dropping. And for me, it wasn't only about your portfolio going down. It was the fact that you're, you're losing interest in the product and therefore not engaging in it much and therefore not experiencing that, um, you know, what I describe at Football Index gave you. Do you know what I mean? It was, you know, whereas before you think, oh, you know, PSG are the last game tonight, so I'm going to tune into that and see how my PSG players are doing. Whereas when it was dropping, you you kind of almost it was kind of almost painful to to look at, and um, you think you know what I'm just and, and and as I say, it wasn't just the financial side of it; it was the fact that you were you, you were losing something you really enjoyed, and I think that's why a lot of people stuck with it and, and are so pleased that hopefully, you know, we, we've um, we've bottomed out and, and we're heading upwards again, which is um, which is yeah, good news. we're going to talk a lot about that. And a lot more. The recent announcement. Few miscellaneous questions. First and foremost, mm. Doctor Mantis, uh, if you could go back to the future and buy now, what five, five players would you have bought? Oh, so hold you on. Go so back if, in time. So if I could go back, back to, to the, the future. future. Oh, if I could go and back buy in time. now. I presume it's back. Back. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's saying if you can go to the future and buy now, what is he saying? What is he saying for the future? Which ones for the future? I think he's saying, yeah. Well, I mean, I've always gone on about a, a wide and varied portfolio because that way you're not, um, you, you know, you haven't got all your eggs in one basket. Um, I think with the current developments, you can't look too far beyond the likes of Bruno, Kimmich, you know, the, the, the regular PB guys. Um, so I'd probably choose those out of that category. I think from a... And, and I call him a mid-range player, but um, just shows how much he's fallen. I, I think, I think Pogba's got a lot of media in him coming up. You know, we've got the Euros, we've got his transfer saga potentially, and he's about three pounds, isn't he? So I think, I think maybe him from a media point of view. Um, 
Euros, again, people have said it before, but Kane about £3.30, I think, is, is, a, is a decent buy. Uh, he's at the peak, you know, of his career. I think he's either going to stay at Spurs and carry on banging the goals in for fun. He's going to lead England and he may have a transfer in him. So possibly Kane and a lower price. Uh, I'm going to go for Son. Um, I think at £1.50 for the amount of goals he bangs in um, and assists. Um, I'd like to think you'd get your money back and some on someone like him. So, you know, a nice wide range there of prices. So I'll go, I'll go with those five. Bruno, Kimmich, um, Son, Kane, Pogba. <laughs> And uh, Triple G <laughs> says, uh, "What was that a seven-figure portfolio at the beginning of 2020? <laughs> I, I think of it in... Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, I would never sleep if I had a seven-figure portfolio. <laughs> Goodness me. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, F.I. DiCaprio here. If you could bring one manager to get a football index out of its relegation scrap, <laughs> other than Big Sam, who would it be and why? Um, be Sean Dyshin, wouldn't you? Okay, so who's good... I, yeah, you would. I, I really struggled to listen to him. I just want to say to him, cough, just cough. I thought, I thought um, we were great today. Um, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. He's a great manager. Um, no, let's let's have some let's have some fun. It's a fun pro- Ian Holloway. <laughs> let's have Ian Holloway. I think I think his tweets. I'd get my money brilliant. out ASAP I, I, if it was Ian Holloway. <laughs> no, get in the other way just for the entertainment value. Um, and then Ginger Pirlo says, if you could jump into DeLorean and travel six months into the future, what do you reckon you see on FI? Must profess, I haven't seen the film, you know. Um, I think I've seen bits mm. of it. That's good. Um, That's good because I'd get a hammering on the timeline, as you've, as you've probably seen, about my lack of knowledge yeah, in terms of popular I'm, culture. But it's good that you haven't seen it. Do you know what? I don't watch. I'm not ah. a film person. I'm really not a film person. I could probably, I could probably name you ten films that I've seen. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, I'm just not a film. All person. right. Well, it's I good that the, the slack is going to be def- <laughs> deflected to you now. <laughs> you'll get, you'll get a lot. Um, you'll get a lot of slack. Yeah. And recommendations. <laughs> um. What do you reckon you'll see on, on FI? I, I, I tell you what I'd like to see, and that's just stability. I don't think boom and bust does anyone any favours. It's all very well to see the rockets, but then you get the dips and you get the, you know, the sort of outrage on, on Slack and Twitter. So I just think stability, nice, regular growth, regular dividends coming in, um, you know, good trades being rewarded, poor trades being punished, just, just stability. And I think, I think, that's coming across loud and clear from the community. It's a fantastic product. Let's stabilize it. Let's, you know, let's forget about the boom and bust. Let's forget about five times IPDs. Let's just leave it as it is now and let's trade the index. Let's not trade football index announcements. That's something that I've mentioned to you before. I was chatting to uh, Dan from Index Game the other day and I just, I just say it time after time, I'm just fed up with trading football index announcements. And I think a lot of people are, you know, it's like the, um, the goalkeepers one that came out suddenly bang in, you know, everyone goes for goalkeepers and then it was like five times IPD. So everybody shifts to IPDs and then IPDs gets pulled. So it's right back to your premiums again. And you just think, oh, for goodness sake. I mean, sake, when you put it know, that way, it's you know, kind next- of classical, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is, I think. And, you know, a lot of people have got a lot of money in there and do a lot of in-depth analysis of players. And, and then suddenly to have, 
the focus changed, I think really annoys people. And um, so, yeah, just, just stability and uniformity. And yeah, by all means, nudge dividends up if, if, if that's the case, but let's not have the boom and bust that we've had previously. I don't think that helps anybody. And it, I, I certainly don't think it's going to attract market makers, which is, um, which is obviously something that we're all interested in. Um, I don't know how they could trade a market mm, like this. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, before we move on, I need to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by Index Gain, data, community, and software all wrapped in one. I mean, listen, you're a massive fan, so I'm going to let you plug it for me because Futures, I know you're you're in there quite a lot and you love it a lot and you speak to Dan a lot. So uh, tell the good people of the FIG podcast why Index Gain is the place to be. Well, I, I just think it's it's... It's the first kind of data provider that I that I went to. Um, so obviously, it's the one that I I know the best. Um, you know, Dan is always on hand. He's always very you know level headed and very calm and sensible. And and it's amazing how that you can put up an idea that you want, and within a few days you'll be able to interrogate their their website to to find that information. Um, you know, they're proper you know football index guys, and they they care about the community and. Um, you know, it's, it's certainly something that I use a lot. It really is. I, I think the biggest thing, it doesn't necessarily tell me who to buy, but it tells me who not to buy. <laughs> and that's, that's you it's know, that's something start, I like. Um, but you can interrogate it so many different ways. And, um, you know, I, I can't speak highly enough of, uh, of Index Gain and um, Dan and Stuart, I know, are um, great guys and always on hand to help out. Well, if you do want to go check it out and get a cheeky discount, go over to indexgain.co.uk. If you use the code FIG2021, you get five quid off your first month. And if you go for their six-month subscription, you get a month free and five quid off, which is pretty decent. So, listen, Futures, let's get stuck into the meat and bones first yep. right we've got this big announcement yes. that's just happened instant thoughts mm. um well prior to the prior to it coming out i was let's say concerned because you know football index haven't got a, a, a track record of reading the room, <laughs> shall we say and sometimes come out come out with something a little bit left field um i don't think anyone has ever correctly predicted one of their announcements i, th- I you know we went back to the, the share split and everyone was saying it's, it's going to be four no it's going to be five it's going to be you know it's going to be ten it's going to be two and they did three now no one said three and why they did three only they know so i don't think we've ever really anyone has said yeah that's what i thought they were going to do so that kind of not scared me a little bit, but I was thinking, you know, what what's coming now? And with an announcement like that, an announcement that is brilliant for Football Index is not going to be good for the traders because good for their business means they don't pay an awful lot, so the traders aren't going to be happy. So that doesn't work. Whereas equally, an announcement that is brilliant for traders, i.e. huge increases, is going to be bad for Football Index as a business. So that doesn't work either. So what you have to find is somewhere in the middle you know, like a sweet spot in the middle of that range. And I wanted a, a decent announcement. I wanted one that I looked at and thought, yeah, I can I can deal with that because I think that's the sweet spot. You know, if they suddenly turn around and said, you know, it's been terrible, we're going to stick 50% on dividends, I would think, oh, no, hold on a second. How are they going to justify this forever and a day? Whereas equally, if they turn around and said, we're not going to replace it, we're going to reduce dividends, chaos issues so i wanted a a nice decent announcement and i think that's what we got i don't think um it was fantastic for traders you know i don't think it's the the all singing all dancing money coming in the ipds 
uh, gave, but equally it's something. And going back to what I was saying about engagement with the index, I want to be watching the football, looking at my portfolio and watching my players. And even though it's only a penny, I think the fact that they've opened it up to the next six players is great because your players are always going to be in with a shout, you know, bang a goal in, set up an assist, something like that. They're always within touching distance. And, you know, if you're going to get five pounds, let's say, say you've got 500 of a player and he, he scrapes into the penny, you know, people like to see those wins coming in, you know, the odd five pound here, the 10 pound there. And yes, obviously, if you hit the jackpot with the um, the gold day um, PB, then brilliant. So I, I think I think it's a it's a it's a decent announcement. I was happy with it. Um, the market seemed to like it, um, so I think it ticks a lot of boxes. You know, it's a it's a little bit of money to come in. It keeps the engagement going, which I think is so important, certainly for me. And it's it's not you know it's not the huge amounts that we've seen before of IPDs or five times IPDs as we we crazily had. So um, yeah, all, all together. I'm 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 happy. I'm I'm pleased. I think I think it hit that sweet spot about as near as they could. And so, you know, let's let's start with the match day extra dividends. Yeah. Is this something that you predicted to come in? Um I think well people were talking about thresholds, weren't they, or tiered PB. Um and and and, and lo and behold, they didn't they didn't do either. Uh, we didn't guess this one. Um so yeah, it's um yeah. Again, I think it's it's interesting. Again, that they, you know, nobody predicted this as far as I can see. I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, someone might correct me, but I don't see anybody anybody predicting anything like this. So I certainly didn't see this coming. But I quite like it. Um, I know there was people for and against tiered PP, and there's people for and against um, thresholds. Um, so as I said, I, th- I think it just hits the hits the right spot, which is what I like. I'm not after you know, boom and bust. Um, I was talking the other day to somebody and they were saying, you know, it's out of 10, what would you grade it? And I said, well, I don't want a 10 out of 10 because a 10 out of 10 for me isn't a 10 out of 10 for Football Index. Whereas a one out of 10 for me is great for them, but it's not good for the traders. I was looking for a six or a seven and I think that's what we got. Um, you know, I'm, I, I liked... I think I said earlier on, boom and bust isn't something I enjoy doing. I like to sit, think about things, analyse things, make a decision and hopefully trade sensibly on that, not something that will give you, you know, huge rockets one day, five times IPDs, and then huge plummets the next day when they take IPDs away. I just don't think that's um, conducive to good, stable trading and people having large amounts in the index. It's um, It just doesn't sit comfortably with me. Yeah, I uh, I think the announcement itself, the comms were a lot better, weren't they? Yeah, um, Before we talk a little yeah. bit about ma- match day extra dividends, which I'm calling MDE. I don't know, yeah, you I'm, know, I'll if that, that catches on, MDE, um, MB, PB, blah, 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 match day dividends, MDD. Uh, like, I think the comms were a lot better. They felt a yeah, lot more absolutely. professional. They felt like th- we're not hyping this. This is what it is. Yep, like, yep. And also it was very much like, this is the starting base point. We're going to iterate from here and we don't mm-hmm. want to hear your feedback, which was mm-hmm. quite uh, reassuring and good mm. for me as a, as a trader on the platform, mm. right? So I don't I know. Think one clever thing is as well, they've, they've left the door open to, to slightly nudge it up if they wish. 
So or tweaking it, right? Like, what if they say, look, like, we've had a lot of feedback that 6 players isn't enough or 20, 20p yeah. isn't enough. Um, mm. We're going to do 25p, but add more mm. positions, right? Or mm. whatever. I don't know. Mm. It's very flexible, isn't it? It's, you know, it's, um, um, I don't know, you know, we're coming into the Euros, we're going to pay, we're going to pay eight places, 10 places, whatever. One thing I did, one thing I did think about, and again, you might it'd be interested in your thoughts on this, actually. If you're paying the top player for the position and then the next six, for a penny, that's seven positions that you're getting paid. So on a bronze day, that's very engaging for all of your players that are playing. And also for, I've, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, you know, the lower end is worth this and whatever. And I just think on a bronze day, it is, it really does give a fantastic opportunity for your players to earn dividends. Okay, it's not loads, but then if your players are lower end, uh, you know, so I don't know. You've got a twenty p, you know, twenty p, twenty p player or whatever. And, um, and just on that as well, like let's let's say you've got like a player that plays for Saint Etienne and he's playing yep. on a bronze day on the yep. same day as PSG. Yep. Like he gets two seventy, but becomes ten points behind Neymar. You mm. might be in with a chance of winning some dividends mm. at the end of that week, right? Yeah, like, so absolutely. it is. It's absolutely, it's, absolutely. It's, and I think it's and, and don't good. forget as well. <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't forget as well that, you know, if you've got a 20p player and he earns a penny, that's 5%. Your, your lesser priced players do have a much greater chance of, of um, you know, winning dividends. And let's face it, who doesn't like seeing, you know, the, the dividends drop into your account? However small that will be. Yes, we all like the higher amounts, but, um, you know, it's it's um, it's it does give those lower price players value and if you haven't got that many games you're not going to have that many players competing so um, I think you've got a really good chance yeah and I think it's not just about the payments is it it's also the kind of it's kind of the symbolic nature of kind of like where FI might want to head isn't it which is just as important um yeah I in terms yeah. of like what they've produced is trying to make this thing a bit more intuitive and doubling down on the long-term bet. Yeah, it's the long-term bet. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. And and I mean, I also, as I say, I mentioned it, but I think engagement in the platform is, is really key. I think the more people that use it regularly, the more you're likely to trade, the more you're likely to buy. Uh, and I think that's something that they've, that they've really tried to sort of focus on, which, which hopefully this will um, which you know this will help with, and, and I think it will because you know as I say, your, your players have got a much greater chance of getting into that top six. Yeah, exactly. Or top seven. <laughs> <laughs> and um, let's talk about the next bit: the, the constraining of supply. This is the one that people have been like, "Oh, I don't know about that." Like, is there more info on this? Like, what were your thoughts? Well, as soon as I read that, I thought market makers. Because I think that's something that market makers will want to know, um, without a doubt. So that was my take on it. When they, you know, when they put the limit on there of a million, um, I, I think that's connected with market makers personally. Okay. Interesting. Why so? Um, because I think market makers will want to know how many shares potentially are in circulation and what their, you know, and what their, um, what their limit is. Yeah, yeah, what their what what their what their limit is, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I I yeah, I, I think that the whole 
I'm, maybe there is more to it. Maybe there is some sort of accounting thing behind it as well. Maybe they've maybe they've spoken to someone and they've said, look, you can't be on the hook for all these, like an unlimited amount of shares in the future. Because if you're forecasting um, how many shares you issue on, let's say, Sancho, right? And it's 920,000 right now. Um, and you're trying to forecast what you'd pay out in seven years or eight years. It's going to be hard to know how many shares you're paying out on. And what dividends you're paying out on. So there is something interesting going on there and maybe FI trying to think about like the sustainability of their model and also limiting their um their their outgoings. But I think, you know, a million shares is only a hundred people owning ten thousand shares in a player, isn't it? It's not that many. And not a lot of players will get there, don't get me wrong. But in those players that might have loads and loads of ownership, it's not actually that much. Hmm. I, I, I like the little comment about when they're gone, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was quite, quite amusing. You know, that, that's it. I'm sorry we've sold out. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess they're trying to invoke that kind of FOMO and, yeah, and yeah, try to drive yeah, demand. Yeah, but like yeah. players have always had a limit in terms of the amount of supply that they'd have. And what I mean by that, let's say to take Ryan Shirky, I can't confidently say whether or not he'll ever have another bet issued ever again. He might do, he probably will do, but I can't confidently say that he will, right? So let's say he doesn't, that means that that supply is constrained because another bet will never get issued in the old way. But now in the old way, new I was going to say. Yeah, yeah in the old way. Now in this new way, FI yeah. could mint if they want. Yeah. Below all time highs at, at lower rates, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What were your yeah. thoughts on that? Well, I mean, obviously, they use Sancho as an example, and I think you're right in the fact that they try to create a you know the FOMO with once once they're gone, they're gone. Um, I didn't really look into it any more than the fact that you know now they've limited it to one million. It does it does let market makers, which um, you know we've spoken about a lot, um, know what they what they're dealing with, what they're trading with. Um, I think with regards to the the issuance, that's an interesting point, that because um, it's a complete step change to what they've previously decided. And let's face it, that obviously hasn't been, you know, they haven't been minting many shares at all at, um, at all times high because, because we're not anywhere near all time high. So, so what that does to me, that gives a, I mean, the plus and the minus, again, you're looking for the sweet spot. The plus is it gives me reassurance that FI can mint shares and therefore receive an income stream to keep them, you know, a, a viable business. Um, the downside obviously is um, it's going to be harder I, to push that price up because you're obviously, you know, um, FI are putting shares in for you to buy, but also, you know, how easy is it going to be to sell your shares? Will they go to the front of the queue um, and things like that? So, you know, there is still that question there, but I, you know, I can see why they did it. And it, it does kind of give me confidence that it is uh, an easier way for FI to generate, to generate funds by minting shares off of all time, all time high. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's not in their interest to mint at really low prices, right? Like you don't want to mint Paul Pogba for two thirty pound two pounds thirty or whatever when he could win that amount of dividends and more in the next eighteen months. You don't want to mint Sancho at five pounds before he might move to Man United in the summer. You don't want to mint Phil Foden now at three quid 
bef- like whilst KDB is injured and and he might start for England in the summer. He might win PB. Like I just think that a lot of people are like looked at that and said, "Oh crap, they can mint b- below all time highs," but it's not really in their interest to do so unless they're going bust or going to reduce dividends. Like I just those two things don't add up and you've said you know like it has to be good for fi and good for traders it's kind of not uh those two things can both be true in terms of the minting of shares at lower than all-time high prices it won't be an in fi's interest to mint shares lower at some of these prices for some of these players like would you mint more bruno at six pounds no way why would you do that Absolutely no, because you want to be minting. You know, you want to be getting. You want to minting bad bets. You want to be minting yeah. bad bets, not good ones. Yeah, yeah. Which which kind of brings us on to the point about taking shares out of circulation, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like a lot of people have just said to me, like, there's no quick solution. I suppose the quick solution is FI having their own form of instant sell on, right? Um, in terms of giving confidence and a floor to the market um, and also building confidence um, and building a bit of continuity and less volatility. But they clearly don't want to do that for, for one reason or another. Mm. I think it's good that they're saying they're, they're going to remove shares from players that have retired or whatever. Because Yeah, it just looks cluttered and, and stupid, yeah. doesn't it? So yeah, many of them have got go. A lot of people around. always say, you know, oh, there's like so many players without a sale price like how yeah. many of those players are actually yeah. legit like yeah, you know what i mean like you can you can scroll pages and pages through players before actually getting to to like someone who might actually compete for even compete for pb yeah absolutely there's be yeah you, you see the figures you know x amount of players have got no sell price well they wouldn't have would they because if they're not you know if they've retired or they're not playing or there's some very obscure player that's hung over from um, the world cup you know, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have a sell price like that. So, um, so yeah, I, I think taking those out of circulation makes complete sense. Um, yeah. You know, when they when they retire, I mean, obviously it sort of begs the question: what happens if they suddenly decide to come back from retirement? I suppose they could always, you know, they could always re-IPO them. I guess. Well, possibly, yeah, but I'm not sure. I don't think be, there'd uh, be anything against that. I mean, I wouldn't be going for. No. Wayne Rooney again if he, if he comes back Peter Peter <laughs> oh, I don't know he's got his podcast he's on TV all the time it's a, great, it's a great podcast actually I really like the podcast yeah, it's but really yeah good. I think if they if they IPO sort of someone like him it's um, I don't think it's going to be a huge uh, scramble yeah I mean I'm just scrolling through the bottom and it's like John Obi Mikel not having a sale price like am I shocked at that probably yeah, not exactly, exactly do you know what I mean yeah like no, it's uh, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of players down there that if they have no ownership I don't know. It's uh, a lot of them aren't very tradable, are they? Even though they are tradable technically. Yeah, well, yeah. I suppose everything technically has its price, but if if a player has retired and isn't looking like kicking a ball again, um, then yeah, I think take them off the system. Surely, as I say, it's just clutter, isn't it? It's just clutter and noise. It's um, it, get get rid. So I think that's a really good. I think that's a good uh, good move. Um, and uh, what are the thoughts on the other rebate? Another rebate? Good, bad? Well, almost good. <laughs> and I'll tell you for why. I'll tell you for why. Um, when we um, when people were refreshing shares, um, people obviously put their 300 up for sale, so it forced the price down, which, um, you know, wasn't good for the index. With this rebate, it's... As far as I, I could see, and I've, I've read through it, it's not a net buy rebate. 
And what I mean by that is if it was a net buy rebate, you would get obviously your two percent on your buy nows or your one percent on the match on your net on your you know on your net buy. So what is stopping people basically trying to refresh shares um, and you know and spending um, all that money on buying new but refreshing? If, if I'm making myself clear, I'm, I'm not sure I am. So you know, if you sell, I don't know, ten thousand pounds worth of shares. And then you buy ten thousand pounds worth of shares. You're going to get your two percent, or so you could do it that way. So it doesn't take away that potential for downside on prices. So for me, I would have got a net buy um, rebates rather than just a you know total buys, should we say? Um, but you know, it's um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not convinced it was needed. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, they could have gone a bit. As I agree with you, they could have been a bit more aggressive uh, with it in terms of doing it like that. What you or mean, maybe, higher percentages? Higher percentages or higher higher threshold, or as you said, maybe a, a tweak on it. But again, it was a small small part of the announcement, but possibly being stepped on. I don't think a lot of people have been talking about it. But yeah, here well, we are. there's something else I was going to say. Yeah, people aren't really sort of focusing on that, are they? I think really it's the um, you know, all the other bits and pieces, the, um, the, uh, match day extra dividends, the, you know, the weekly ones. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think that's what people focused on. I'm, I'm not understanding people are necessarily focused on the rebates. Hmm. What's next then? Like, what, what do you next want to see from FI in terms of announcements? They, they've referenced a few things, but I suppose they've done a decent announcement, but it's also, uh, it's answered some questions, but also creates some unanswered ones. Well, what I want to see from football next, next, I said before, stability. Let's not zig and zag. You know, let's just decide on a nice, calm, sensible way forward and, you know, and focus on that and stick at it and let traders trade footballers. Um, not announcements. Let's just, you know, let's have a clear path and let's follow that route um and you can rise or fall by your own decisions then rather than um by what football index decide is coming next so you know for me that that's you know i'm not looking for anything now from football index you know i like the announcement it makes sense let's trade footballers rather than announcements so you know in, in answer to that nothing I'm, I, I'm not i'm not looking for any i mean obviously come the euros Hopefully they go ahead. Yes, you could do promotions and stuff like that. That's always good. But um, yeah, no, no major, no major stuff now. Let's just let's just you know suck it and see kind of thing. Let's see where we go with this. And if it you know hopefully it will work. And if it does, well you know we can do little tweaks. But let's not as I say zig and zag around. Mm. Uh, FI Lambings here says if FI HQ went on a holiday for one year and there were no market updates, promos, or comms, just the existing marketing continuing. What would FI look like when they came back? Um, oh, dear. <laughs> um, well, following on from what I've just said, hopefully decent. Um, obviously, I don't want them to go away on holiday for a year because... Please don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Maybe go on holiday with regards to major changes. Let's just, as I say, leave it where it is. Let's continue. So I think, I think you know, it's it's lined up in the right direction. Now, I don't think we're anywhere near where we should be, but I think it's pointing in the right direction. Um, they've obviously sat and thought long and hard about this. Uh, when I when I was on your, your phone in on the last one, I, 
sort of uh, I was uh, I heard the uh, I heard the infamous panda talking about sort of um, the you know taking about taking IPDs away and then replacing it with something. Well, if you could leave a gap between, people would you know look at them as two separate entities. So, for example, they're disappointed with that's taken away, but hey, let's look at this announcement. The announcement comes and bang, the, the market was up. So. Yeah, it's it's pointing in the right direction. I think sentiment is is okay. Sentiment is decent. Um, yeah, I, I think FI would look okay, which is you know I think what a lot of traders are looking for. And the next question here from Jack the Ripper from uh, the Fig Discord: Is trading volume or price rises more important currently for football index? Goodness me. Um, I mean, before this announcement, possibly, yeah. probably price uh, price rises by a distance, but yeah. maybe less pressure on that now. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, because obviously, I was I would have said price rises because of the minting of shares, but as I say, because they can now mint at a lower a lower level. Goodness me, I I, I really can't separate them because trading volume, obviously, for the commission. Um, but price rises for sentiment and attracting, you know, new customers, and um, which will which will obviously knock on to um, trading volume. So, oh goodness me, that's a hard one. I think uh, it's price rises, realistically, isn't it? Yeah, I, I I think it is on the basis that trading volume now will give them their commission, but they can mint new shares at lower level. So, from a financial point of view, stability trading volume is a lesser important thing so yeah price rises i would say for for you know trader engagement and and growing the user base because because no one's no one's a better advert for fi than their um, their traders you know fi can put out tweets and whatever and only us read them whereas if we're doing well um you know when they send their all-time profit emails which Unfortunately, stopped quite a while ago. But you know, when you when you when people tweet about or talk about that, um, it's a great effort. So um, yeah, price rises, I think, but um, very very closely linked those two. Good question. Mm. I think it's price rises. I think uh, increasing prices it creates better sentiment. It also means the commission levels are higher for FI because players are trading at high prices. I think it is that. I mean. Because trading volume isn't necessarily linked to engagement or necessarily linked to uh, liquidity, is it? Because, like, like you, as you said, you could hold players and not make any trade and be really engaged with the platform and be on the PB ticker and, and watch that, right? If that makes sense. You don't have to necessarily trade to be very engaged. I suppose, like, the more trades there are, the more likely it is people are more engaged. But I suppose, um, yeah, like, it doesn't, they, those things, things don't necessarily come together, um, but they're not too far apart, if that makes sense. I think there's, there's something there. I mean, if I look at the active traders, 4,554, uh, that's the most it's been since the in-play dividend announcement, like, pretty decent. So, yeah, I mean... It's, it seems like the market has reacted pretty decently to it, and let's just see if FI can build on that momentum. Yeah, I, I mean, we all like to see the portfolios going up, don't we? Um, and, and that's kind of something we've been brought up on. Uh, you know, having traded Football Index for four years, nothing's better than seeing your portfolio portfolio rise. 
and, 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 you know, as I said, that's what we were brought up on and that's what all the tweets were about, you know, welcome to the £10 club, £15 club and all stuff like that. And it was never really focused on the dividends. And I think really what this has done now is really focused people on the value of the share and the dividends. Uh, you know, it, it's all about the dividends. In the tough times recently, um, it was hard, but I sat back and just took the dividends and, you know, saw those saw those accrue. So, you know, if we if we can get the dividends coming in and the price rises as well, then yes, it will bring that feel good factor back, and um, the snowball will be rolling again. Um, so yeah, pr price price rises. I, I, I tend to agree. Um, yeah, they're, they're very important, I think, for FI because they're important for us. So therefore, you know, it's it's important for them as well. If you know what I mean. Absolutely. Um, before we move on, I need to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by The Athletic. The Athletic is a subscription-based sports news site delivering in-depth sports coverage featuring football reporters you know and love like David Ornstein, James Pierce, Sam Lee and Rafa Honigstein. If you guys want to see more of that, head over to theathletic.co.uk forward slash fig and for 50% off your annual subscription you can just use that link. It comes to about £2.49 a month if you go for the annual deal which is pretty pretty decent. Have you bought anything recently for more than £2.49? Um, oh, um, yes. I must have done must have £2.49. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? It's... Um, Oh goodness me! This is this is where you lose all your credibility. I think pound for pound, one of the best presents I was uh, I was bought recently, and I've got to mention this. I was bought a Bluetooth eye mask, sleep mask. You know, like the what? things that go around your eyes to black a out. Bluetooth one. Bluetooth. So basically, what you do is you connect it to your phone. You press play on the Fig podcast. You set your timer for an hour or whatever, you pop your um, Bluetooth eye mask on and you've got speakers just by your ears and wow. you don't affect anyone, um, anyone Bloody sleeping next hell. to you. I know I know Panda, you know, with his with his Watsits and whatever, he, he doesn't need one. Um, but, um, you know, if you do have someone sleep next to you, then they can't hear it and it's, uh, you know, blackout as well. So, if you go on Amazon and just type in, I don't know, Bluetooth eye mask or whatever, absolutely fantastic. Best, best pound for pound wow. present I think I've had. So Panda um, is yeah. going to be all over that. Well, yeah, I, I can. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it, it's seriously brilliant. As I say, you can, you know, not only is it blackout, so it's easier to sleep, you also can listen to your podcasts, um, you know, set them on timer and, um, yeah, just drift off to sleep. To me, you've not lost one inch of credibility. In, in, really? in fact, you've probably you know, everyone I've told, everyone I've told, as soon as I started to tell them, they're like, yeah. And then by the time I finished telling them, they're like, yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. It, it is absolutely brilliant. It's one of those it, things. It's a where, safe space. Yeah. It's one of those things where every time I go to, you know, go to bed and, you know, pop my eye mask on, I, I just think, I love this. This is fantastic. This is such a good idea. So, yeah. Get, get, and it's all rechargeable as well. Whack it on. And as well, if you, if you fall asleep and leave it on overnight, it doesn't matter. It hardly uses any power. So it can run for weeks on a little charge. So, brilliant. Get one. And then you can listen to the Fig podcast and not, not, uh, not worry anyone else in and around. Listen, I'll have, to, I'll have to add that to the website, won't I? <laughs> products yeah, that have been be mentioned on, on the show <laughs> i should be on commission you should yeah. Yeah, yeah i should be as well yeah have thousands of people fucking eye masks. <laughs> yeah, um got a question. yeah i might do who knows uh bobby axelrod here it sounds like you're from the future so what does fi look like a year from now you kind of answer this and who's the best person to put 
my imaginary mortgage on the best returns next January. Uh, can I just say that future? Because you know where futures came from, don't you? Because I was I was football index futures trader. That was my big long thing. And we went to I think was it the index gain drink up, wasn't it in London? And we were chatting, and I think it was Dan or you or somebody we was talking, and and they're saying it's too mouth, it's too wordy, it's too, it's too long and wordy. Just call yourself futures. And I thought, well, okay, so I changed it, and. It's nothing to do with the future. It's, it's, it's the fact that I kept reminding myself that when we trade on football index, it's an agreement to buy or sell something in the, you know, for a, a price in the future. So it's nothing to do with that. So, um, yeah, I, I time travel, unfortunately, isn't something that I, um, I can do. Um, who's the best person to put my imagine? Oh, goodness me. Well, for a start, don't put your, don't put your mortgage on anything. I think we've all learned that. Um, now see, I can't say anyone here without pumping them really can I because it's basically saying this is the best but okay let, let, let's choose two and, and say why and and I don't think too many people will disagree if you look at the top of the index you've got Bruno he's there for a reason uh, he's a PB monster he's a media buzz magnet so um, if you're going to if you're going to put money on a player and just sit on it and leave it um, Bruno possibly um and again, I mentioned him earlier on from a sheer uh, value for money, son for me. Um, I still can't understand why he's the price he is when he's sort of banging in goals so fun. I know he's competing with Kane, but um, for, for the for the money he is, um, was he about one fifty or whatever? Um, you know, I think I think he's uh, he's good value. So, uh, run the risk of pumping, and I'm certain I'm certainly not. But um, yeah, Bru Bruno and son, yeah. You know, buy and forget. <laughs> um, old man FI here. Which player offers most value on the index right now? I don't want to hear an answer like there's value everywhere. Which one player? <laughs> um, oh, goodness me. There really is value absolutely everywhere. You just look and you just think that that's crazy value. Um, son, again, son. Fair. Human being son. Fair, fair. Um, I want to talk a little bit about liquidity in this itself. Mm. Uh, we had a few questions around this and like, I didn't want to pick one. I just want to talk about it as a, a bit of a broader subject. Like why haven't we heard more about like market makers and liquidity? And uh, should, I, I know we want stability, but there is quite a lot unanswered at the moment. And should Jeez. this be something that FI should come out and address head on, even if it's far away? Um, well, communication is key, isn't it? And we can we we sit, but we see how susceptible the index is to announcements. I think you know market makers and liquidity. I think the silence is deafening, and I think it says it all. Um, I they're certainly not going to be appearing anytime soon, in my opinion. I think if they were, we'd have had updates and reassurances. Um, I think maybe. Market makers have looked at it and said, well, yeah, we love it, but there's a lot of things that we don't like and you need to change those. And I think gradually over a period of time, Football Index are, you know, they've turned it into a, 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 a you know, an order book platform. So they've taken away the queue cell, which, which looking back was bonkers, wasn't it? I mean, goodness me, putting something in a queue and you sold it when it got to the front of the queue. <laughs> I, I, I can remember thinking, I want to sell this player for seven pounds. Um, 
and you know he's, he, he goes up to seven pound and five and seven ten and seven twenty and I think I don't want seven twenty. I'd have sold him at seven, but he's still not at the front of the queue. So you know that was crazy, really looking back. So I think that was one thing. Um, you, you know they, the the um, the IPDs may have been an issue as well as costing football index financially. So I think I think if we are going to entertain market makers, um, I think there's a lot of things on there that maybe they needed to tweak. Um, take away the house sell um, as well, the instant sell. Um, I, I, I listened to the podcast. I, I forget who was on it, but the, your your guest who was a market maker, which I thought was really, yeah, boy, see that's right, yeah. Um, and I thought that was really, really interesting. I think it, you know, it gave a real insight into what market makers actually do. So um, yeah, I, I don't think they're they're going to appear anytime soon. Uh, on the basis that, um, that there, are, there are things on the index that maybe they're not they're not happy with or not or don't properly understand. And to be fair, I, I, I you know can't say I blame them. I can't believe you've never you've never watched Only Fools and Horses. By the way, have you seriously never been in a bar abroad and had it on in the background? Because that's what they do. You know, it's always what? on in the background. I don't, really like have where, never, where have people seriously? been holidaying? <laughs> Seriously, but I've never you, ever in my life seen that. What no. the hell? Have you, I mean, you've what? never seen. I've literally like not seen not even, not even like a thirty second. Oh, I've not even seen thirty I seconds wish, of an episode. I wish I could erase all the episodes from my mind and watch them all again. Really? Oh, they're just yeah, they're just brilliant. They're just. I've brilliant. never seen anything to do with like Monty Python either. Mm, yeah, I've watched a few bits, but, but Only Fools and Horses is probably the most classic comedy ever you know it, it is just absolutely fantastic the the the, the um the hour and a half long specials you know the trip to margate the, the jolly boys out into margate are you know it, it's just phenomenal <laughs> absolutely phenomenal they, they really are you, you really really do need to, to to watch them maybe let's see but market makers <laughs> anyway back to, mar- back to market makers <laughs> back to market makers yeah not not here anytime soon i i wouldn't have thought um, how much needs to change for them to come on board and is there a possibility that they never come on board the fi are forced to provide the liquidity uh, themselves in the end um well, it's a possibility i suppose but i think to, to announce market makers and things like that they must have been close surely i wouldn't have thought someone like adam cole would say yeah we're you know we're expecting them september um or first first uh, or the end of um 2020 and and them not having anyone who's showing the slightest bit of interest i just can't imagine that would be the case so i'd like to think that given the uh, you know let's 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 not sort of forget how new this product is you know it's such a new product it's in the grand scheme of things and they've come such a long way in such a short period of time and maybe there's just a few things that market makers need or reassurances or tweaks to make it a viable opportunity for them because these guys aren't stupid you know they they they're not they don't um enter into anything they can't see their way to making a few quid and so they'd have looked at it very closely and um there's probably a few things that they need and maybe from a regulatory point of view as well before um, you know, market makers can come in. So, you know, there's tweaks that FI need to do. There's tweaks uh, to, to, to pacify market makers and also um, possibly uh, regulatory people as well. And then then hopefully we're heading in that in that direction. Um, 
But, you know, swift changes one direction and the other, as I said before, aren't things that sit comfortably with a with a market. It's one thing that markets hate, it's uncertainty. And, um, you know, chopping and changing creates uncertainty. It creates, uh, I think people said last time about they had um, sort of offers in for IPD players and then suddenly bang, they're swiped off, you know. The, 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 so but that, that creates uncertainty, nervousness. And, you know, I can quite imagine they were absolutely furious because they're going to go back to their, their – um, their portfolio and find every single one matched. So people aren't now going to set it and, you know, leave it uh, because they're worried about zigs and zags in direction. And, and that's something I think the football index need to need to iron out. And hopefully they have now. So with, if I was a market maker and I could see the market zigging and zagging like that, I'd be like, no, 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 not just yet. I need this, this and this. Um, and then maybe, um, because I, at the end of the day, I mean, it's to make money and, you know, some of the amounts that they're dealing with, you you cannot, in my opinion, trade. Well, one thing I, one thing I was a little bit disappointed in um, that they haven't sorted yet is is you can't sort of, you know, like on Betfair, you can back and lay. Um, I just think with, um, um, you know, to create a, a bit of liquidity like that, it would help. Um so you know, not being able to bid an offer on the on the same player, I think, yeah. can, I think would would. Well, would they help. said they were going to do that. It's not not come up, has it? No, um, and also <laughs> you, no, also leveraging the funds. I, I mentioned we mentioned at the start about disruptor. Um, mm. There's a um, there's an investment um, that I use online called uh, Property Partner, and basically, you, instead of investing in one property, um, you can spread your um, investment across lots of different properties and have you know each each property's got a million shares should we say and then you receive one millionth of the rent and with that one you can leverage funds so say for example you put in ten thousand pounds you can put um you can put bids in up to um i, I don't know I'm not sure i think it's uh, is it four times something like that so you can put bids in up to forty thousand, and then as they gradually get taken it it then re- it reduces down as a percent. So um, and you will only obviously ever uh, um, match ten thousand because then all the others get cancelled. So that's another fairly standard way of creating a little bit of liquidity by by people being able to leverage funds. And you know if you've got a thousand in your account, be able to put say five thousand worth of um, bids in. Um, and as they get matched, um, you know, all the others will gradually reduce. It's not, it's not that difficult to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think both liquidity. both of those things would create natural liquidity, right? Multiple Absolutely. bids. I think Martin yeah. did a did a blog on the the site, uh, and also uh, buying and selling on on uh, being able to bid and, and offer on the same player. I think all of those things will increase liquidity. On, I think they will sides, help. Yeah, yeah, they will definitely help. They will definitely help. But I mean, yeah, just on that yeah. point of like wanting yeah. stability, don't we have to also be open futures to the, to the fact, probably the, the actual fact that FI is going to change a lot in 2021? Um, is it? Is it going to change a lot in 2021? Do you not think that maybe people have had enough of change? And and I mean, let, so you go back a year, it, it was it was... You know, a year ago, we still had Q-Cell. You know, so much has changed in this last year. So much has changed. And look at where we are. We're, we're considerably worse off portfolio-wise and sentiment-wise 
than we were a year ago. So, so huge change is screaming out saying it's not conducive to a, a good platform. You know, you can't imagine other, other sort of trading platforms changing the way they, that they kind of, you know, interact with the user as much as if I have. And I know they're a new company. I get that. I do get that. But sometimes, you know, change for change's sake isn't a good thing. Um, keepers, for example, you know, that came out of left field, didn't it? Five times IPDs. No one was screaming for five times IPDs, but bang, it hit. And we all loved it and we lapped it up. And don't get me wrong, you know, but it didn't long term create a harmonious, steady, gradual growth, which you know, most people look for. If you want your boom and bust, go for your £20 hackers. Football Index have clearly said that is not their game. That's not what they're looking for. Um, and you don't expect huge volatility through changes. If you say you trade the FTSE, for example, you know, you don't suddenly expect Vodafone to turn around and say, actually, we're not doing, we're not doing mobile phones anymore. We're going to do, we're going to, you know, be a garden center. And you think, oh, cracky, you know, why didn't I? Why didn't I put loads into Vodafone? Because everyone wants a garden centre at the moment. So, you know, it's it's big step changes like that that people don't like because it kind of almost makes you uncertain or not willing to leave a position open because there could be a, a, a complete step change similar to what we had a couple of weeks ago with IPDs. So, you know, I don't know whether we do need huge changes. I really don't. It seems to me at the moment to be not a million miles away from what we need um you know there's there's discussion about uh the vwap and stuff like that and also putting floors in yeah you know but i don't think they'll necessarily affect the market as such i just think um i mean i don't know what you really meant with regards to big changes but i mean look we're gonna have a media monitor change yeah, uh yeah. The, <laughs> the dividend table might be revamped uh market makers how they change that we're gonna have all these mechanisms as you said multiple bids um buying and selling on the same. i think there's a lot of evolution to come i think media well, yeah i kind of took it the medium you know the medium monitor was kind of almost a done deal i mean that was really announced so people hopefully knew it's coming and have adjusted accordingly so i don't really see that as you know that's something we're kind of expecting really and, and really shouldn't i mean goodness me that should be in place shouldn't it? i mean that was promised months ago so that's that's not great um but you know from a engagement point of view i i don't know i don't know i hope not i hope we don't get huge changes that's my opinion um but i've always said and you know i've said that many times already on this podcast uh you know i'm fed up with change with trading fi announcements it's really frustrating at times well, I think that's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for joining me today, mate. Uh, where welcome. can people find out more about you? Um, I'm on Twitter, FI Futures Trader, or at FI Futures Trader. And I'm normally on Slack, on Index Gain Slack. So um, yeah, I normally just sit and watch, but occasionally I'll throw the odd, uh, odd thing in there. But um, yes, good to speak to you, mate. Thank you very much for coming on. Yes, uh, glad you're well as well. I hope you're recovering from your your bout of COVID. Uh, yeah, recovered since that wasn't fun. Christmas wasn't fun. That's uh, oh, I, uh, as I said. I, I think I left uh, Willa in charge of Slack over Christmas. I said to him, um, <laughs> I said to him, I'm feeling a bit poorly. It's Christmas Eve. I'm going to log out for a few days, and I came back three days later, and the uh, uh, my portfolio was up. So you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, don't think he's my biggest fan. That guy. Um, seen him slacking me off a little bit so fair oh dear oh, okay. can't be everyone's can, cup of tea can, can you, we can you rewind and delete that can you?
<laughs> thank you very much for joining oh, me thank you very much everyone for listening if you guys um are commuting right now stay safe if you're not commuting then have a great day doing whatever you're doing if we didn't get to answer your question sorry obviously there were loads but also we had the announcements so some of them became a bit defunct because you were asking about what the announcement would be so obviously goodbye to those um thank you very much everyone for listening we'll have more for the next podcast for you next week bye